intend to offend we will offend and if you have a delicate sensibility click the x button in the corner or if you're on a mac the red button in the left corner monty welcome to the show of offending people well um it never happened and i make shit up uh, so <laughs> just yeah uh for the last couple of weeks everyone that has asked for a reading i uh, apparently you're all from scotland from hurley in scotland uh, you all live the same lives. It's very metaphysical, where because we're all one, <coughs> and I can't read the Acacia records. I didn't even have a card. <coughs> Motherfucker, mute button. Welcome, 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 everyone, to another adventure into comedy. I am joined by my intrepid comical co comedical co-hosts. Monty Dean and the Bruce McDonald once again. Except no substitution. <laughs> Except Hello. for. Hello, everyone. How is it going, Day? This is a reminder if you have a serious stick so far up your ass that you want a psychic reading today, this is not the show for you. If you are one of those peoples that wants to talk only about baby raping lizard wizards, this is not the show for you. If you want to know about galactic history and COVID vaccines and 5G and want to promote your stupid bullshit, this isn't the show for you. Hit the X if you are on a Windows program or the red dot if you're on a Mac. So today is about comedy. And if you're one of those people that's going to complain in the chat room, why aren't they doing readings? Why aren't they being spiritual? This is not a spiritual show. This is a motherfucking comedy show. Now that yeah. said, bitches. Yeah. Let's get our swear words out, everyone. Bitch, motherfucking cunt. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. The, the hint's in the title. <laughs> like, why are they doing readings? Comedy. Comedy, exactly. Sometimes the English language is pretty good with nouns. So, like, all the information's in the title. Thank you, Santo. Comedy about baby raping lizard wizards, 5G, etc., etc. No. <laughs> Not <laughs> well, even. I may, I may mention COVID because uh, I'm hello from Hellbourne. We're in lockdown four. <sighs> even serious, even more serious lockdown. Oh, no, it's a circuit breaker lockdown for seven days, but this variant's very uh, contagious. The interesting thing, the whole thing started. A gentleman was in Adelaide, got tested, was negative, walked through Adelaide, walked through the airport, got on a plane, landed in Melbourne, and then the, active, um, the virus activated itself. Nothing sus. Nothing at all there. Yeah. And strangely, coincidentally synchronistically uh the state of emergency powers were going to run out on june 4th so hmm because you know it's yeah and there's protests and yeah people are getting tired of this shit and mm -hmm. you're still going with the end of 2023 well i'm going to stick with this they are not done marketing covid to us i think this time last year we were just talking about lockdown two, lockdown even harder yep okay 
So it followed pretty much the, the what I was saying. I still think they're not done with promoting it. Fauci's not out of office yet. You've got lockdown there. I think they're just going to give people a taste of freedom before they put the scare factor back in. Well, my joke of hello from the future, uh, this points it out because the stuff that like Europe and the US is sort of going through now, we were doing 12 months ago. So just look down the timeline and you can see like, well, this is not acting natural. Like, yeah, it's almost like they've planned it. Exactly. For some reason, they didn't plan the the marketing implementation very well. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I, I I still maintain I still maintain the prime creators just gone bink deal with that bitches and they've been in panic mode ever since. Well, like I said, <laughs> they, know, they know absolutely nothing about this virus and they're just making shit up, trying to get you all to fall for their power. No, oh, and now there's vaccines, and of course, um, in the last twenty four hours, uh, forty to forty nine year olds can get the Pfizer vaccine, and Mum goes, "You can get the vaccine," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." So I'm going to be, you know, like as Robin Williams did that great joke of um, uh, if there's a nuclear war, there's going to be four people in the space shuttle going, what was that noise? (laughs) It's going to be sort of like that where, you know, in three years, everyone who's had the vaccine is going to die. I was like, well, um, cool. So there'll be less morons and I can drive better (laughs) because there'll be less people in the... Thank you for your service, soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do find it, it this it doesn't make sense where like the government is killing off the obedient ones. That's gonna work out well, because that will just leave all the, the outliers and the rebels and like why didn't it work? Oh, I don't know, maybe because we we're uh, ruled by psychopaths and run by idiots. Ruled by psychopaths, run by idiots. And implemented by morons. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Earth. <laughs> I'm just. Oh, oh, I don't really see Earth being a uh, holiday destination for the rest of the galaxy at the moment. Uh, oh, it is absolutely a holiday uh, des- destination for the rest of the galaxy. Old Vegas, yeah. Monty. Old what are you Vegas. Talking about exactly. It's old <laughs> Vegas here. Exactly. <laughs> they get to do whatever the fuck they want and get away with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, so it's Westworld on the galactic scale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Except they're real people. Well, no, because you reincarnate. It's like you don't replace the androids. Uh, just the the, the software uh, doesn't change, but the hardware does. It's very unique. Yes. So, guys, we're at a point where our audience was trying to give us names ahead of time. So we want everyone that's in the chat room right now to come up, reach into your comedy, reach into your laughy soul, and help us come up with some kind of little nickname for the three of us. What was the one that I liked before? Um, The Bad Joke Bandits? Yeah, the Bad Joke Bandits. Yes, we steal everybody's bad jokes. So those are some cool ideas. So we want everyone, come on, write, write a little something in here. Make us laugh. Try pull that stick out of your ass. <laughs> I believe in you. My my uh, submission is uh, the three clowns of the apocalypse. That's a pretty good one. The three mm-hmm. clowns of the apocalypse. 
Taking yeah. the apocalypse to levels it has never seen before. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> yeah. Previous previous submissions before you guys got into the room. Bad Joke Buccaneers, the three comic stooges. Uh, let's see. There was one other. Three Wisecrackers. Yo, that's a bit racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, come here. <laughs> So everyone, Albert is having t- trouble pulling the stick out of his ass. He's trying with all his power, but it just won't work. So what advice do you have for Albert if he can't pull the stick out of his ass? Stop clenching. Ha! Stop clenching. Stop <laughs> holding on to the stick. You're attached to the stick. Let it go, man. Let it go. <laughs> just let it slide out. Put a little Vaseline on it. A broom at the end, and you've you've got a good utility tool for the house. Yeah, sit down and push it out to the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, crash uh, through or crash. <laughs> crusading, crusading varmints. There you go. <laughs> I, I read that as vermins. I'm like, that's a bit. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, Casey, quick! Someone licked the stick. Now we are getting yeah. raunchy. Thank uh. you. Yeah, um, it, it's, did someone in the uh, Galactic Historian organization get laid? Because this week's all about sex. Or are you are you trolling everyone in lockdown? <laughs> I'm, troll, I'm trolling everyone in lockdown, don't you know? Yeah, see, let's see, you're all at home and uh, you can't go out and meet people. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about fucking. <sighs> That's right. I'm going to get you a horny motherfuckers and give you a comedy show. <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, good times. And <laughs> so, Andrew, we agreed to this because uh, that's usually the question. <laughs> when I see all, you know, all the shit show and uh, the, everything in consciousness unfolding, it's like, remember, you agreed to this. Fucking- well, Monty, there was a moment where we we're all fetus in the womb. Bruce was there. Robert was there. And I'm trying to pitch this idea to you. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I know you're going to be in Australia. Bruce, you're going to be in the Alameda Mountains. You're going to be a Canadian that goes there. I'm going to be this galactic historian guy, and we're going to do this comedy show. Come on, guys. Volunteer for it. No, well, that's like, fine. Yeah, that, well, I'll, I'll agree to that. It's the other bit of like, wait, while well, we have to do wait, the comedy wait, wait, wait. show. Wait, no, 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 no. But I have to live this karmic resolution life. Bruce, <laughs> I've got to be a writer in Canada doing technical work. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And then you're like, Wait a second. What is all this other shit I got? I didn't create that part. That was already yeah. there for you. This is a response. This is a response. If you make it yeah. this far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fun on Planet Calling when we're talking about, you know, they're talking about uh, history. It's a serpent seed line and all this blah, blah, blah. And then I sort of um, be the turd in the punch bowl. Well, that's one timeline and I lose everyone on the call. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah Nephilim and, and, and Anunnaki. I'm like, yeah, that's one timeline. What? <laughs> yeah, you have to expand your mind, man. Oh, I just read on RT. Uh, Mike Tyson apparently was suicidal at one point, uh, but uh, he did something that changed his life. Uh, he took magic mushrooms, and yeah. and I found that fascinating because not that he took mushroom ma- magic Whoa. mushrooms because that that actually does help because you clear out shit. It's on Russia Today that it's actually a headline. Oh, no. Yeah, 
Well, he's got a he's got a podcast now called Hot Boxing with uh, Mike Tyson, and uh, Mike's Mike's really mellow weed now. But the best video up there on Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson, he 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 really got into the psychedelics, not just mushrooms. Mm-hmm. I think he did ayahuasca, but he, did ayahuasca he, DMT? Yeah, yeah. He he licked a toad, and that's the best <laughs> video he had. You should hear him talking about licking the toad. And um, it's oh, just can unbelievable. I, can so anyone he, do a good Mike Tyson voice? Because yeah. it would be hilarious. I, like, I, I took some mushrooms and trip bolts, and it was awesome. <laughs> nah. you, you sound like a valley girl, Mike Tyson. Yeah. I did preface it. Does anyone know how to do the voice? Um, giving you the hint that I can't. <laughs> like, I missed that hint. I'm up to uh, yeah, yeah, Mister. I can read the Akashic records. Oh, that just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but I can't understand uh, basic comedy ahead of time. Nap, 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 nap. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Yep. I'm yeah. I was telegraphing. See the the boxing reference there. Yep. Yeah. I know you were telegraphing, and I was listening for Morse code and couldn't hear it. <laughs> Does it? Do I have Wi-Fi? <laughs> exactly. Do I have Wi-Fi? Why isn't it translating for me? Why is Google Translate working? Someone asked oh. about in the in the chat about uh, media and UFOs. So I'm wondering what well, could easily take the piss out of that because uh, they're ramping it up and in the conspiracy world. Oh, they're heading for disclosure. And you know, being uh, in the conspiracy and the spirituals, like, uh huh, sure, that that's going to happen again. Yeah, and then they're setting what, us up for the alien invasion. That's why it's, it's on the news. I actually asked the question to somebody, and they sort of went blank. It's like, why are people waiting for the government, the government, <laughs> to disclose that UFO is real? Do you believe anything else the government says? But that one, you will. Yeah. See, the government says it's real. They mm-hmm. say a lot of things. Well, the government's the front man for the global narrative. And oh, yeah. right now, the global narrative is looking at going, I think we did a Sammy Hagar moment. <laughs> you may want to explain that. Yeah. Band dies, powerful band, new man takes over, band goes on. Um, well, Diamond Dave didn't die, but I, I know what you're saying. Well, you know, he ended. He ended his time with the band and Sammy Hagar took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah they, they change. Not many bands can change lead singer and, and get more popular. So right. Yeah, he he's a paramedic in New York now. Really? Yeah, David Roth. Yeah. I didn't know I, that. Wow. Oh, dude, he's changed his life. You should hear him do a podcast. He's like, uh, I don't know. He sounds real decent, man. Like, who would? He doesn't need to do that job. He just wants to give back. So we got the training. He drives around in a paramedic truck, man. Night shift, right? Well, right. Everybody hell, see that uh, Martin Scorsese film with uh, Nicolas Cage? I forget the title. Uh, not, you know, very much. Shift. Yeah, I know the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. yeah. Diamond Dave does that now. <laughs> and still tours occasionally as well. And uh, yeah. he still looks healthy. He almost looks like a wrestler. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. Oh, those <laughs> guys. Scary. Those guys take care of themselves fantastically once they get in the public spotlight right because uh it, it, that's a big part of their success right so it's, well, it's always Eddie, Eddie, baffling Eddie in the aging process in hollywood he, he's how old it's just like <laughs> dude what is it baby blood every morning like what is going on <laughs> exactly. yeah, but, uh, don't tell me it's egg white 
Don't tell me it's egg whites and Greek yogurt one more time, you <laughs> asshole. Exactly. I just don't believe you. Yes. And then on the flip side, though, people age even like. Have you seen Celine Dion recently? Oh. She could be an she could be an extra in Day of the Dead or whatever it is. Oh, it's like, and what this is what. Going uh, on? Well, this this fuels the conspiracy part of the uh, conspiracy world that uh, the adrenochrome uh, supply has been cut off and all these people are withering, so because <laughs> they're not getting any. Uh, and, but I'm watching movies and TV shows that are just ten years old, and it's like that person aged poorly. And then you have someone like Kate Beckinsale or, or um, J Jennifer Anderson and they haven't aged a day type thing. And it's like, uh, do you have a, a, a portrait of yourself in the, in the attic, like Dorian Gray? What, how is this like, yeah. <laughs> like, are you so getting fresh baby each day? What's going on? Yeah. So th there's a brilliant kind of uh, TV mimetic mind aging moment coming up. They're doing a friend's reunion. You can see some, pre-interviews now with the three guys and the three girls interviewed mm -hmm. together separately yeah. by gender. Wow. The women did okay. Matthew Perry looks, sounds like he's gone 10 rounds with Mike Tyson. It, well, he, 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 he did a lot of Coke. He did a lot. Yeah. Of coke. He, he has issues and apparently he's getting shit for it. It's like, Oh my God, look, he, he aged. It's like, you know, he's been battling addiction for 15 years or yeah. even more. It's like, um, it's more of a, a positive thing of like, he's still here and he's still battling it and he's still, the mind's still there because he was, I've seen bits of it. Um, I've <coughs> sailed the high seas and downloaded it. I'll be watching it later because I liked Friends when it came out. Apparently not many people did. Uh, and a lot of Generation Z is like, oh, it's all homophobic. It's like, it's the mid nineties. Fuck off. I, I will say this, Monty. I respected their respect for coffee, but that's all I liked about the show. Yeah. Listen, listen. Anyone that was in the 90s that said they didn't like friends, liars. The motherfuckers. Yeah. The ratings proved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember watching it for the first time and I thought, I thought did Australians write this? Because the comedy was so, it, it was fresh comedy at the time. Yeah. And there's a reason it went for a decade. Um, and this is in the time of Seinfeld as well. And, you know, in new, you know, based in new york but completely different versions of humor and yeah. uh it's i don't know I, I i don't know if i'll watch it now because it's uh we've all moved on or whatever but um when it was on air it was huge not ratings yeah. and everyone and i mean there's a there's a the haircut the rachel and of course you know all the yeah. ladies were very attractive so there there is that yeah I was. Fuck I yeah, was, they were. Fuck yeah, they were attractive. <laughs> Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The top nuts, top nuts booty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, back to the sex thing again. <laughs> I, yep. I was, uh, I'm here. I'm here to torture y'all. I was here to torture y'all. <laughs> I actually shared a meme of Darth Vader, where um, you know, in the first in um, Star Wars: A New Hope, Vader starts choking uh, one of the uh, generals at the table. And that's a great business uh, model. <laughs> like, yeah, it just chokes a guy <laughs> in a business meeting, but he starts choking, and um, the the guy says, "Harder, daddy." And then Vader goes, "What?" And the other guy goes, "What?" Ah, <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh... See, I'm not a big fan of Seinfeld. Uh, I, I can watch either. one episode, and because uh, look, the show's about nothing with annoying people. And yeah. I recognize that straight away. <laughs> so this is my thing about Seinfeld. So growing up, Seinfeld was one of those shows 
that I would only put on if there was absolutely nothing else to put on. And I'd put it on only for the mailman guy, Newman. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then I'd get my one Newman fix and I'd leave. I'd, I'd, I'd like, you know what? Turn it off. No, done. Going to something else. I will I'll not watch TV. <laughs> not watch TV. For some reason, I know my parents hated the show, hated the show. And, and, and I know all these other people were making references about it, this. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I just can't watch this show. I just can't do it. Mm. Newman was the only character I liked. Mm. Do you remember when Jerry finally asked Newman why postal workers go postal? Because it's no. the post office. No, no. It's like, it's the mail, Jerry. You get to work and you put it all out and you send it all out. You catalog it and you deliver it. And then the next day, there's more. And then you have to do the same thing over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> and that that actor is wayne knight he's in um third rock from the sun and um i've got all six seasons of that and it's like 132 episodes it's interesting binge watching that type of stuff because you know shatner's in it um john cleese is in it um and uh, bruce you'll love this because you know you're, you're working on a book uh, but it's Dick Solomon. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if you want to slip that joke in. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and John Lithgow, he's a brilliant actor yeah. and he's a brilliant comic actor. And in that show, it just proved it because he committed. <laughs> to oh, yeah. So, he committed to that. Yeah. Generally, generally, when you get into high levels of production in television and movies, you get sort of typecast. But one of the things they'll do every once in a while is they'll do what I call an inversion cameo where someone you became very comfortable with appears in another role years after you forgot them. And it's, it's absolutely shocking. It's a complete inversion of what their original typecast was. Um, an example. Anybody, does anybody know Newman's? The Newman's, uh, the Newman's salad dressing? No, no. From Seinfeld, they, he had an inversion cameo uh, about two or three years ago in a Netflix series. The oh, opposite, I didn't see that. No. The, op- the opposite Newman. Yeah, he, so oh, he, he, yeah. he was the American <laughs> narco lawyer in, uh, in uh, Narcos. He's also oh, in Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I go, remember now, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's in season two, and he's trying to rescue the wife of the money launderer, and he yep. gets everybody killed. And it's, you watch it, and you go, oh, my God, that's anti-Newman. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and Hollywood does that every once in a while. But, and another guy they did it with brilliantly was Woody Harrelson from Cheers. You know, you, you, mm. you, you get used to Woody. I mean, that series went on for 10 years. Then all of a sudden, you know, Oliver Stone's throwing him into natural born killers and you're going, oh my God. Then begins well, the career of Woody Harrelson, which you never would have imagined after 10 years right. of and Woody the, on the, Cheers. Right, he goes and, from uh, Cheers to that to White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Money Train. Uh, I like that film. Um, yeah. uh, another one is Michael Keaton. Do you remember when they uh, announced uh, Michael Keaton is going to play Batman? What the comic? Yes, <laughs> I remember that too. But, yeah, except everyone forgets his his uh, his eighty serious eighties movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's having a bit of a comeback now too. He's been in a few decent big Hollywood movies. He's, there's another one coming out, you know. Um, he's he's finding some good roles for uh, a I, guy his age. 
he um uh, he, he he gets asked occasionally on talk shows. So who do you think should play Batman? And his response is, "I am Batman." I am. Batman. <laughs> um, and in the in the Batman universe, there's a show called Batman Beyond where uh it's set into the future, and so people are you know if if they ever make a show like that where. Uh, Bruce Wayne is extremely old and he finds someone else to be the Batman. They want Michael Keaton to play the old Bruce Wayne, which I could see him doing. Well, when I see that, I'll be like, well, finally they're doing it. Finally (laughs) connected their stories because we got the Eternals trailer now and how the Black Knight, because in the the actual comic books, the Black Knight was a big part of the Avengers. And in that one trailer scene, they're like, well, I could take over. (laughs) <laughs> you know giving the signal and the hint but i really wondered how good eternals is actually going to be so yeah, yeah. There, there's another really good theme to mine on the comedy show today you know stuff from our formative team and seniors you know tv shows that were around and stuff like that but what about comic books and their reincarnation through cgi computer generated interfaces and the fantastic movies and storylines we get now and i remember in the 80s telling people when they laughed at me for still reading comic books in my 20s i was reading i mean i'd read ulysses by this time by james joyce i was reading serious books but i used to have this brilliant defense of comic books like you know you got to take a look at this this is the most expansive imaginative stuff i've come across you know but and now people are saying comic books have ruined movies Oh, yeah. No. Okay. There, there is there. You know how the westerns. There was western fatigue because, like, the western yeah. was what forties, fifty, definitely fifties, sixties, and some of the seventies. Uh, it all, dropped off. Westerns was all the way into the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, but you know how it slowly it wind, yeah. and winded down. Off. The, the yeah. yeah. Uh, we're sort of seeing that with um, uh, superhero stuff or comic book stuff. I mean, I'm doing that. I'm, you know, oh, there's a new comic book thing. Oh, I'll check it out. But there's this massive part of me going, oh, another Listen, universe there, to learn and other characters. I just watched Jupiter, um, Jupiter's Legacy. And yeah, it's worth seeing if you like your comic book stuff. We, you yeah. still have to figure out what the fucking title means. But there's sort of like, you want another one? Even um, have you checked out Invincible? Yep, uh, the cartoon. Too. Yep, yeah, that's an adult too. one. That that's really good as well. Though, you know, then you have the element of all the woke shit coming in. Right. So the thing is, if we wouldn't have had COVID movie delays, we would have had we would have we'd have had three more Marvel movies, and mm. we'd have had Doctor Strange would have been coming out this time this year, and it, the whole thing Eternals would have come out just after Doctor Strange, etc., etc., etc. Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow. And the rest of the comic book movie companies that are trying to put their shit forward have lost their ass. They all mm. had a year to figure out how to catch up and make real movies. Yeah. Okay? Even the playing field. Yeah, Avatar's yeah. supposedly going to be coming out, but I wait and see. I believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Cameron's like, I'm going to make a sequel. I'm going to make four sequels. Uh, we've been delayed. I'm going to make seven sequels. It's like, maybe you'll release one. Because when did Avatar come out the first time? Or when it first came out? It's been a while. 2006? Yeah. And I've got, I liked it. And I've actually got the, the Blu-ray of the ultra extended version. Because I like story. Like, I watched the... Ex- 2009, sorry. I yeah, just yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, it's a great film to, you don't have to listen to it, but it's a great film to watch while on mushrooms because the colors, children, the colors, 
but uh, who knows? The story kind of ends, and it's it's one of those stories of like, you know, what will happen. But if this, if the the sequel story shit, it may completely collapse because unless you you, know, you don't want to remake the same movie, it's not like Star Wars Seven. Now, have you seen Iron Sky? Yep, and I've got Iron I've Sky too. Yeah, two had a good idea, but it didn't really unfold. One was awesome. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, Nazis on the moon, blah, blah, blah. But what I loved right at the end, because I because of Marvel movies, I watch all the credits now. Uh, uh, slight spoiler if you haven't seen Iron Sky. It's worth seeing because there's so much more in it. But you know where it ends where um, all the planet, uh, all the countries on the planet are firing nuclear yeah. and nuclear holocaust. They pull back. And they show the moon and what happened to the moon, and all through the the credits, you just saw you just see the moon and the and the earth get smaller and smaller. And right at the end, where uh, the credits end, you see Mars come into view, and that's the last thing you see. You're like, oh, oh, what are you gonna give us now? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you're in the conspiracy, spiritual, you know, uh, Tarzarian and, you know, Atlantis and everything else like that. It's not um, a historical document. It's just taking elements from all that past um, secret history and then doing it in a slight, uh, in a European comedic way. Yeah. And the reason Iron Sky 2 came out the way it was is they had to crowdfund it over five years. Yeah. And and getting the actors to come back and do all the filming as well as the CGI they were stuck with what they had. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's it. Yeah. It's what if you liked the first one, it's worth seeing the second one. Yeah. And um, but I think was that I paid. Too- I paid. I paid the nine ninety nine on Amazon when it first came out because I respect the movie people that created the first one, and I'm like, you get my support, even if Amazon yeah. takes half of whatever it is. Well, yeah, uh, I think they they allow they the psychopaths allowed it. It's like, oh, this this will it, this is too silly. It won't go anywhere, and it was really popular. And so there could be a little bit of sabotage with the second one, where oh, we won't give you funding because it's um, you know narrative and it's the ideas that it's putting out. You know, people make well, connections. The fact that Hollywood is all done by communal compute communal table of morons they were never going to fund a second one anyways and not because it wasn't a success they just they always see it as a one-off concept yeah yeah is that part of that consent thing like well yeah this movie came out in 1983 and it told you but i didn't see the movie well that's your fault yeah so art by committee and movie by committee is the worst thing potentially Mm -hmm. out there but you you finally you have what is it now at&t is selling off hbo and all those other assets and they're the ones that fucking ruin dozens and dozens of movies. Yeah, yeah, because they're yeah. not a they're not a movie company. Yeah, they're selling off uh, Warner's or DC and stuff. Because yeah. like, yeah, it's not doing that well. Like, yeah, fucking think <laughs> you're a communications company, not yeah. a creative company. Exactly. You hired all the people that did the worst possible fucking job. And J.J. Um, yeah. uh, Abrams, if you're familiar with him, he's actually uh, in an interview gone, yeah, the whole Star Wars thing, maybe we should have had a plan. And everyone that hates the sequel is like, you fucking think? Yeah, <laughs> or you know what? We should have never ignored the audience that supplied it. Uh, <laughs> I recently watched this thing uh, comparing uh, a, a comic book company that has one called Demon Slayer versus mm. Batman by DC. Batman averages 88,000 units sold per month. And this other Japanese comic called, De- uh, called Demon Slayer sells 3.5 million per month. 
Yeah, Mag- Manga is um, <laughs> manga, going through yeah. the roof. Yeah, uh, Bruce, uh, as a writing exercise, um, I think you should watch the last three Star Wars films and come back on the comedy show and do a report. Because as a writer, you know, and as a creator, that's a very, very strange request coming from you, Monty. Because the only reason I haven't watched them is your three or four year campaign of shitting on them on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right? well, they, well, deser- they deserve they to be shit on. I'm they deserve I'm- it. I'm- so why are you asking me to watch them then? I mean, well, because the, the story's complete now. You didn't have to go through the trauma of like, here's an episode, eh, here's another one, ah, oh, here's the here's the last one. Eh. But you could uh, see where you could just see where, like, from a writing standpoint, it's like you know, um, uh, 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 give a donkey a pencil and they'll do something. They'll write something better. And you know, a donkey's yeah. It, yeah it, how hard is it a donkey to hold a pen? Yeah, I, I like the Mandalorian, the Disney series with Pascal, the Spanish actor. Yeah, that's more of a course correction in story. Uh, so, yeah, um, if you've got a spare six hours or however you want to do it, uh, just from a writing, yeah, writing um, exercise. Man in an earth bag calls his own schedule, Monty. I could, <laughs> I could quit this show right now and watch them if I wanted to. Well, you still be dealing with comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. What motherfuckers okay. ruined this shit? This is but funny. I don't want to I don't want to get angry. Like I don't want to get upset. No, like, no, no. Channel it through upset. the comment like do, write a write a, a thousand word review and come back in two weeks uh and oh. just do your Star Wars sequel Star Wars review and just take the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right okay yeah yeah because yeah. uh, i'll be fascinated to see how your mind sort of goes and you'll be able to rip it apart story-wise of like this doesn't fucking yeah there's no gravity in space you idiots <laughs> so yeah 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 continuity editing went away sometime around 1989 as far as i can tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um, I remember when the first, uh, when uh, The Force Awakens came out, I made a prediction where, um, you know, uh, episode seven, the remake, uh, episode eight, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, the, no, re- no, the, re- the, re- the remake, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the remake, the mistake, and then for fuck's sake. <laughs> and strangely enough, that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. And then the next episode is the reboot. Nothing happened. <laughs> remake, redo, redo, director's cut. Yeah. Reboot, re- redo, 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 reboot two. Yeah, yeah. What they're t- they're um uh, Star Wars is looks like they're going to go for a multiverse, uh, <laughs> reality type thing, which is like you know, I mean, um, DC, Marvel, they've got you know all all that type of fucking thing <laughs> done with kit. Nice, <laughs> the fastest memer in the West. Uh, or South America, fast. Anyway, um. The thing I liked about Star Wars is like it's a th- in the Star Wars universe, uh, story universe, it's 30,000 years and it's one story. Same mm-hmm. with Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, where it's you can follow it with one story. But when you do this whole, oh, we need to reboot it, like apparently they're rebooting Battlestar Galactica. It's like, well, it's only been 10 years and that season's awesome. Uh, like the Lord of the Rings uh, see, uh, TV show on Amazon is not a remake of Lord of the Rings. They're doing it's a prequel series. It's simulacrum. But, it's the simulacrum, yeah. which is not yeah. a book. It's not a book. It's just a collection of stuff that he came up with. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's notes. <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> notes. The- <laughs> Quite literally, it's just notes to work for world creating. Yeah, similarity, not simulacrum. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. And um, apparently the, the race swapping and, you know, some people are like, there's not enough black people in Middle Earth. I'm like, 
well, yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, you know, uh, watching a Viking show. It's like, where are the Asians in this? Oh, <laughs> like, fuck's sake. Ah, oh, dear me. So, um, even the, Actually, there uh, is a black elf. If you look in the armies of elves, there's quite a few black elves. Yeah. And um, uh, the way that it's written over, well, you, nearly 100 years ago or whatever it was, uh, the men from the east that joined Sauron, uh, they're Asian, have Asian appearances. And that's not a racist uh, of, of the thing. It's just like Middle Earth is basically Europe. And, you know, 99% of people kind of were European. Like, we're all from, we've got European backgrounds. Remember when, um, you know, it really wasn't all this racism. It was tribalism, where it's Greeks against Italians, the Irish against the uh, English, the Welsh against the English, the Scots against the, the French against the... There's a theme here, isn't there? It's the English of pricks. There's a and theme I'm, there. I'm, yeah, I, it's, yeah I'm, I'm mostly English. But, you know, it's all, you know, I mean, when World War One started up here in Australia, it's like, oh, should we go defend England? Oh, that was referred to as a, a European civil war uh, at the start of it. Uh, but it was just, you know, white people all um, attacking each other. But now racism yeah. and, and all that, the view of stupidity has gone global. And maybe um, maybe this whole UFO disclosure thing is going to backfire. We all become one. That's racism. Well, yeah, well, it'll be speciesism. Oh my God, you're you're from up tourists. Uh, fuck you. Uh, look, he's blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be referred to as the Smurfs. <laughs> imagine, like, imagine all the people going, oh, "You're appropriating our culture, you off-worlders. Stop yeah. wearing jeans." <laughs> fuck you. We seeded you, you bastards. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so, uh, it's going to be fun. Is that Robert? Did Robert want to say something? No, okay. Uh, so I'm just so. noticing here in the National Post, <clears throat> there seems to be a very deliberate turn in the COVID story. This is our national newspaper. It's kind of like the Washington uh, Post and the New York Times all in one. And the headline is the very strong case for COVID-19 leaking from a Chinese lab. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Biden had put the quash on all of that. And suddenly it came out in the news and he suddenly put the, put it back into motion. And he is yeah. getting he's getting hammered by the normal press now mainstream because the mainstream yeah. realizes you can't bottle this up anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. they tried it a year ago where it's all conspiracy theory. And now uh, it's a complete reverse because the story finally it's interesting. Like, uh, say, Andrew would mention something and uh, the alternative media like the the alternative of alternative media, <laughs> if that makes sense. And then it sort of popped up in the alternative media and then it's taken 12 months to actually break through into the mainstream. And it's like, oh, okay. Because Fauci said, I don't believe, no, that's just silly. It came from a lab. And now he's like, well, oh, yeah. And it, the flip-flopping is like, you know, if these people are flip-flopping more than a fish stuck in a sock on a fry pan. Exactly. And the fry pan is on on a stove that's turned up high. That won't fit on a t-shirt, but you get the idea. Yes, Bruce, you're muted. Okay, he knows. He's he's, he's saying Spanish something to his wife. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, I'll tell you, these, hey. animals, these animals are my own personal sundial here for feeding time. 
I'm telling you, you can't really do a podcast with four cats talking to you. Yeah, feed me. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. What are you doing? Open the door. The door is open. Should I go through it? Rosemary shepherding them out. You ever heard anybody say it's like herding cats? Actually, herding Mm -hmm. cats is the easiest thing in the world to do. You just get a can and and tap a fork on it. Like, (laughs) all follow you. It's the thing is, it's when you want to have to herd feral cats. That's the hard part. <laughs> Get yeah. one of those laser pointers. <laughs> yes. Herding feral okay. cats is a hell of a challenge. So, what yeah. was the question I didn't respond to? I don't know. What is what? What are your bank details? My what details? Your bank details. Oh. Oh, <laughs> is this the Nigerian inheritance, Monty? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> my bank detail is Rivada. <laughs> yeah. So it's a matter of, it's a matter of what's gonna stick to the mainstream wall of shit. Yes. Yeah. Right now they whitewash the wall of shit, and there's a few turds that haven't come off yet now. <laughs> yeah, because so, they've been there for 12 months and they're crusted on exactly, like a barnacle to a boat. Exactly. So um I, I find everything getting really interesting now and somewhat more real. So um, I think I passed a video to you, Andrew, just before the show started, and it's um, Polavere, a, a Quebec MP for the Conservative Party, Federal Conservative Party, in a, because they do Parliament on Zoom now in Canada. Are they doing this in Australia, Monty? No, no, it's we just don't. Fucking we, hilarious! <laughs> it's like no. you got, yeah. They, well, because we, we, we've got all the COVID shit happening. So there's the national cabinet where uh, the premiers uh, are talking to the prime minister. So they do that by video conference. But so um, nothing will happen in parliament. They've shut it down because of COVID or there's only six people in the thing. And so uh, it's clamping on the, because it's the Westminster system. Uh, the opposition have no chance of attacking the government at all about anything <laughs> in yeah. parliament. So like, so, oh, we can't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. World War II, we had parliament. It's Spanish flu, we had parliament. Then it's like COVID. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, wouldn't it be great to isolate all the politicians in a camp? So <sighs> in the world of politics, there's this class of person that I call like um, an effective freelancer. And they'll be brought in to close certain deals in certain decades, but they've been like a public figure for decades. A guy like that in, in Canada is a fellow named Mark Kearney. He's an economist. He is reputed to be one of the best governors of the Bank of Canada we've ever had. Mind you, it was under his leadership that we brought in the bail-in legislation. And his press conference on that was abominable. Oh, it's just a compliance issue with the IMF and the World Bank and the International Bank of Settlements because of what happened in Cyprus. This could never happen here. <laughs> Anyways, then he, then he got um, scouted by the Bank of England, went over there. He's, he's been governor of the Bank of England for the last like eight. Now, remember, he, pa- he paused on eight. <laughs> yeah, so oh, no, I'm online. I just saw a signal there. Now he's back in Canada as a federal MP with Trudeau in the Liberal Party. And this Quebec MP just grills him about shutting down the Alberta pipeline while in his private financial life, he and his partners have billions in the Brazilian pipeline and another one somewhere else, I forget. 
And in the course of the debate, the, the, the conservative from Quebec just calls him a Davos elite right to his face. Ooh. So it's like, it, it's like the, the alternative narratives in, 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 in free volunteer podcast radio is, is kind of merging with the mainstream now in some capacity. And as a spectator on a mountain, this is great gladiator sport for me in effigy because nobody really gets cut. Yeah, it's like uh, they won't pick up the Bilderbergers, even though they keep meeting every 12 months <laughs> and yeah. they're seen. But uh, the one that they do talk about is the Davos, which I always think of um, uh, the creator of the Daleks when I hear that. But that's Davros. So, yeah, D- D- Davos is the World Economic Forum. It's Klaus Schwab. Yeah, so, I, I, I always think his name is Anal Schwab. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there he is. There's only a few million. He's got the creepy look too, like a uh, an Irishman who managed not to drink in public. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be having a shot here. I, I don't drink <laughs> outside of the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. complete oxymoron. An Irish that Irishman that drinks alone. There's something yeah. <laughs> wrong with that whole statement. Those are the evil ones. Yeah, those are the evil ones. Uh, did you see? Uh, I remember seeing the Family Guy. They just yeah, you know how they do those little sketches and uh, and asides, um, in from the main story of the episode. But they actually um, the reason <laughs> this is the reason that uh, Atlantis collapsed. Uh, it was the Irish. All right, just before we get to it, I've invented a new drink. What's it called? Whiskey. And they all drink. Let's try it, and they all start fighting, and that's how Atlantis collapsed. <laughs> yeah yeah the distilling of the spirits is quite something distilling mm. is fast the cape car the cable card is still here they they drink all the time but it's it's like a three or four percent like two two three percent alcohol level and they do it mm. from a fruit base it's called uh, what's it called again i'll ask my wife i think it's maybe robert knows it's called cheech or something like this like cheech and chong but just cheech cheecha Chicha, it's yeah, made up. It's made from any root vegetable that you care to ferment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they have that stuff, and um, yeah, I, I always I, wondered. I, <laughs> I always wondered how you know humanity found out certain things. Like, did some monks just left some fruit over for six months and let it ferment? And like, oh, that tastes. I wonder what that tastes like and drink it. But doing you uh-huh. know doing the audio book for um Stardust Ranch. Uh, we're multidimensional beings. You know, how did they find out ayahuasca? You know, there's means of blood. Well, the plants told them in their dreams. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, you know, yeah. all those questions now. It's like, well, you know, astral. So I got to do a plug for a really not well-known enough Canadian now. Um, I believe his name is Wade Davis. And he was National Geographer, Geographic's Explorer in Residence for a decade and a half. And he has a PhD in ethnobotany and he, he wrote Serpent in the Rainbow, right? If you've seen that movie from the eighties, yeah. he went and made a study of voodoo and he lived in the rainforest and lived with the tribes. And he's the one who started to tell people like these, these people are doing chemical concoctions that at the level of timing, mixture and sequence is postdoctoral. Like they, they could be working at Bayer Pharmaceutical. And he said, he asked them, he said, how did you learn so much about the plants? And the shamans told them, well, the plants talk to us. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think, dummy? Like, exactly. you know? yeah. There wasn't much experimentation. Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there are so many wonderful things in that book that I forget about. It's not just an ET story, Stardust Ranch, as it opens up near the end. Oh, yeah, it, it's like, you know, uh, yeah, come for the gray aliens, stay for the portals, uh, <laughs> blah, 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 it's like a list yeah. of, and some of your sentence structures are fascinating, where uh, it's like half a page of like, and once you've got the uh, first electrical bill, there's a laundry list, bang, 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 and a yeah. lot more, more, I'm like, you just you just your list is 12 or 15 long already <laughs> it makes a point yeah that that's a literary seven punch combo a la mike tyson yeah <laughs> yeah it's fun uh, doing the audio for it because I, I figured it out instead of listening to it there's a grid uh using in logic so to save time between sentences it's five columns and yeah. when it's after a comma or something like, that, like it's just two columns and so yeah uh, there, there's enough breaks and and uh, I quietly breathe between the breaks. So it's not nice. just all one constant conversation where I just ran out of breath. <gasps> yeah, so. yeah. You'll hear it. Don't worry. So yeah. on, a, on a side note, the guards that uh, let Epstein die, they're admitting to not filling out paperwork. How long before those guys die? Well, you know, you Death sound pool. like a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Death pool. How many people do we have here on the show today? Yeah, they admit to faking. They admit to faking the records, or were they just given more monies to just take to take to take the hit? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was yeah. it on crowd? Some comedy show was pointing out. It's like, yeah, we've got yeah. You, know, you hired two security guards for forty-four minutes <laughs> to come in love- at that at that exact time. And there's a, yeah, it just builds it up where yeah, this is not a conspiracy theory. It's called logic. How can you have him on a suicide watch with two new guards and they're only on, on, uh, on, a, they go for a cigarette break for 44 minutes and the video footage is lost. So this is actually brilliant political strategy. I think if, if Biden and his people are behind this, because if they can pick off a few of these birds, they're going to grab up like 30, 40% of the Trump cards for delivering the justice Trump promised and never did. Right. So there's a way, yeah. there's a, there's a way for Biden to harvest this very positively. I shouldn't be advising the weasel, but there's a way to harvest this very positively, but they have to do inner circle sacrifices. Right. But I, they're all prepared for that. Hail Satan. They'll go down. They'll go down with the flaming ember. <laughs> exactly. What are they sacrificing now? Democrats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They'll blue-haired, their own. Blue, blue-haired wokers. <laughs> they let uh, the dog out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would happen though. That that they'll be sacrificing. It's it's like you know the whole cancel culture thing, and um, people go after oh redneck racist blah blah blah. But it's hilarious when the left attack their own for someone makes one mistake, <laughs> and um. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't mean it. And they always apologize, which makes it worse. Uh, what what would happen if you start sacrif- if they started sacrificing the, the woke left people? What would be the karma there? Um, balance. No, no, no. Some strange and unusual shit would go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, yeah, with those two security guards, if they do, does that added, does that get added to the the Clinton body count? Uh, it's it's fascinating the whole Q thing where um, Q is a uh, is fake in a psyop. Correct. That doesn't mean half the information that he put out 
isn't fake. Uh, you know, it is kind of real. You know, Pizzagate. Uh, there's, they put forward. There's no basement at Planet uh, the the Comet Pizza. Cool. That doesn't point out that someone probably ate a baby once. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> a baby. Yeah, a baby. Uh, yeah, Meryl Streep's an awesome actress. Yeah, until you get to an Australian accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> until you get to an Australian accent. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't go ate my baby. Uh, you cut. What the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> You've what won how many awards and you can't if, fucking speak proper? We don't know. We need to be told by an Australian. Was that a bad accent? For I haven't seen the movie, but from what I've seen of it, yes. <laughs> like, wow you know at the end of point break the first one where uh apparently they end up at bell's beach which is uh filmed in oregon and everyone that's not bell's <laughs> like, it's you know local reference however uh they couldn't do an australian accent because one guy said well wait till he comes back in and it's like you're from south africa aren't you sir <laughs> so we there was some talk about at the beginning of the show about um uh, the commenters identifying linguistic quirks we have. But on that theme, I have to say, Francis McDormand n- nailed what I would call the Ottawa Valley, Minnesota accent in Fargo. That was ab- I couldn't believe how well she got that. It was just mm. brilliant. And all for a yeah. little bit of money, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. Say, Norm, um, I heard you were going fishing. Yeah. After that. <laughs> Ottawa Valley. So Hey? Do you think you can go out and, and um, cornhole some of those uh, uh, prisoners that you got there? Okay. So, yeah. It's very unique. <laughs> very unique accent. Like, I mean, I think uh, the United Kingdom's got seven or eight accents. And that's not a that's not a big island. Well, I, I, I compared to Australia. So um, <laughs> I saw the Babylon Bee released that um, Apple has, re- has removed Taiwan from its maps. <laughs> So China won't get upset. Unfortunately, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's true. Yeah. And John Cena's in trouble for calling uh, Taiwan a, a country and he had to um, apologize and like, wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, didn't they learn from Tibet? Because <laughs> it's this whole one China policy from, you know, thousands of years ago. So I'm wondering, so what, how old's America? 500 years? Something like no, that? No, no. 1776. No, Columbus rediscovered it in 1499. 1492. 1992. That ain't true either. We got our independence in 1776. Yeah, uh, so we're only 200, uh, we've got another 1800 years and then the Aboriginal sing reclaim. Um, it's, it's the, the Israel maneuver. <laughs> hey, all right. You've had, you've had, you know, why the, why you've Aboriginals have time. a Jewish accent? Your you've had your time. Is, your lease Undripped. is up. Your Undripped. lease is up. Exactly. It's already squatting, written, boys. You're Undripped. squatting on our land. My young son's going to college now, so he needs somewhere to live. So I'm, we've I'm got giving prof- him the house. We've got prophecy as our prof of our providence that says the land is ours. You remember the whole <laughs> Temple of Solomon thing? 
Your so Ajax like, mask that's on our territory. So you like salmon, eh? Maybe we can work something out. Exactly, <laughs> like salmon, eh? <laughs> so you should, the BC fishery story is amazing. So there, we're joking about this, but this is on the verge of, it's part of the Davos plan, right? So they want to repatriate land to natives. It's the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. We talked about this two weeks ago briefly. But yeah, it's, it's creeping in in certain circles. But like I said, it's openly in politics now. When Mark Carney, the former governor of the Bank of England and Bank of Canada, is being called a Davos elite in the Canadian parliament via Zoom, I'd say that's an advancement in what I would call parliamentary debate. Mm-hmm. Well, debate in Parliament has always been a, fall, a, a farce. Yeah, except always for been Ta- a farce. Except for Taiwan, they throw down. That's WWF. Well, so does <laughs> Thailand, and so does Myanmar, and India too. There's some big fights in the Indian in the Indian versions too. Yeah, Italy. Yeah, they, go, even they Italy. go after each other with canes. Yeah, Italy. Yeah, they 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 go out. Yeah, they go full at it. Spain mm-hmm. had a big row a couple of weeks ago too. Yeah, and Italy's not a shock if you know any Italians, especially in the eighties. What did yes. you say? Come here, I'm gonna. <laughs> what did you say about the way I blinked? I kill you now. Yeah, <laughs> go great. Give me that chair. I chuck it at the opposition. <laughs> and it's uh, it, then you've got the the British Parliament where. Because the building's five hundred years old, <laughs> they're in a shoebox where yep. they're this they're this far away from each other, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yes, 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 the plebs are doing, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it looks like a, a sweat lodge, <laughs> the House of Commons. It's like you can play squash in here. It's so small. It's because it's a common house. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. very plush, not very roomy, because it's for the commoners. Yeah, I'm just what they, the they didn't go all out for the commoners. <laughs> no, and no. well, less population. I wonder if the House of Lords smells like mothballs. No, it probably smells like old people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Mothballs, but you know, old, old stuffy <laughs> British people. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, is Jeremy voting today? Uh, oh, he's died, he's been here three weeks. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and it smells like yeah. old people and Ben Gay. smells like lord balls have you been watching porn again (laughs) no (laughs) i've been doing sex shows sex (laughs) podcast shows yeah hey whatever gets you off but you know uh do no harm (laughs) it's not about me getting off it's about you getting all you guys people getting aroused during covid to go and do something yeah, that, that's a good idea. You know, um, house arrest. Ooh, let's amp up the sex drive. That's right. <laughs> so when you meet someone, when I leave the house, you bastards. <laughs> well, Monty, maybe that big rock down the street will look attractive to you better than the sheep in the old days. <laughs> uh, 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 no, no. It's it's kind of my defense. Like I got the, the latest... sheep joke in. I got the sheep joke in. <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't remember the the. There's a Australian stand up. She was awesome, but she was pointing out because like in New Zealand they say that the Australians sleep with sheep, and in South Africa they say the New Zealanders sleep with the sheep, and in um uh England it's the South Africans that sleep with the sheep. Maybe it's the sleeps. Maybe the sheep's are sluts. <laughs> or the, com- the common theme is they uh, are generally Irish and Scottish. I know. Yeah. 
Um, the ones that are sleeping with the sheep that yeah. got sent to the other countries. That's so that would be pure British people there. Yeah, there's a uh, it's a it's a uh, accent joke. So if I can remember it correctly, um, uh, a farmer was checking out um, his boundary line, and a sheep had its head stuck in in the fence and couldn't actually get out. So he looked around; no one was around. So he uh, started to relieve some tension and um, making sweet, sweet love to the sheep. And someone was driving along the road and said, "Hey, we, we shear them." back in New Zealand. Well, it's like, I, I'm not shearing this to anyone. <laughs> Go get your own. <laughs> Go get your own, exactly. Yeah. This is my baby. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a clean joke about sheep in New Zealand is in New Zealand only has four million people. They have eight million sheep, but they've only got four million people. That's two sheep for every guy. Wow. Well, no, no. Uh, there are Women exist, Andrew. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> there are some women in New Zealand. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. So well, it's four sheep for every there's, man. There's four, no, there's two sheep for every person. Yes. There, there yeah. are there are female Scottish people who might enjoy sheep too. We don't know. <laughs> and we don't want to know. So they, please they stop sending just, the letters. They just don't get caught. Ah, <laughs> uh, dearie me. <laughs> oh, hmm. Uh, any yes, apologies women, to any the, Scottish watching? The, the women get stuck with the black sheep. Womp, 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 womp. Hey. Well, did you know that in Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, all those wide shots of the armies, sheep in clothing? Yeah, sheep in clothing, exactly. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> On many levels. Taking the photo, putting the meme up, <laughs> dressing the sheep like that. I love it when you see a sheep that um, ran away. It broke from the herd. It, you know, I think the other sheep call it a conspiracy theorist, but uh, <laughs> they, they don't, they don't, they're not fleeced. And so you know, uh, they find the rogue sheep up in the mountains and they actually shear off all the uh, fur or whatever it is. And it, <laughs> it comes in at 60 col- uh, kilograms of of wool because <laughs> it's <Sure>. like oh <laughs> uh, that's that's it's nature having its defense like the wolves can't yeah. get to the body it's just but unless they bite the head but yeah yeah i i've seen those pictures too they're just absolutely astounding and really it proves i think that sheep also have a symbiotic relationship with humanity they, they need to be sheared periodically mm. right and they can't do it themselves which uh Actually, there are there's footage of sheep that haven't been sheared in the wild being attacked by lions and tigers, and their wool is so thick that the lion can't attack or kill yeah, them. That's what I said. Yeah, that's incredible. Yep, they can fall off of a, like a giant mountain and still be fine. <laughs> and also remember, a slug is just a snail that lost in the divorce. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> She took everything, man. The house, the kids. Uh, and then she left this trail of salt everywhere. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slimy bitch. <laughs> Bit of snail humor there for you. Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. Well, funny. guys, we're at that quiet pause where we have gone to we've gone to Sheepland. <laughs> Do you want to take some calls? Yeah, we've done an hour. Uh, that's the other thing. Like I was thinking of, because uh, it's 
and early here in Melbourne. And so, you know, but people do that all the time when they're doing uh, morning radios. Like, A, they get paid and they do it five, five times a week. We're doing this for free and they have music to hide behind as well. They don't do an hour of improvised comedy. Exactly. So I'm going to let both of you berate the audience to go ahead and raise their hand, for I have been berating them the last several Fridays in a row. So Are Bruce you... and Monty, take it away to motivate that audience. Well, see, they're afraid of you because, you know, you can look into their uh, Akashic record. It's like, yeah, you know that one time at seven, it was your fault. <laughs> but yeah, call in. Go on. I dares you. I triple dog dare you. <laughs> no no yeah, one's yeah. listening. Like, yeah, oh, yes. Well, I mean, are you chicken shits? Are you pussies? Are you completely scared of just three guys talking shit? I mean, honestly, I mean, true. We're on, you know, it's been recorded and archived for all of eternity. But if you know, if you know Andrew's work, you know that everything you do is recorded for eternity. So, you know, yeah. so what's the problem here? I'm alone. No, you're not. So They're remember that when you met. You're they're marketing. bringing in a surveillance system, Monty. Their marketing Again? ain't working. They, their marketing ain't working. They ain't raising their hands. And, and remember, when you masturbate, you are not alone. Yeah, the fourth dimension. <laughs> the fourth dimension is watching. <laughs> this is for you, Grandma. Oh. <laughs> oh Monty. Still, no one's listening. No one's raised their hands yet. You must. Yeah, anything you want to ask, you know, anything we've talked about, anything we haven't talked about, anything we might have missed in comic books, mm -hmm. especially Seri comic Serious books. Bruce, Serious Bruce is just not going over like a lead balloon with them. Yeah, anything you want to talk about, just call in and. No, no, no one's raised their hands. Serious Bruce did it, went over like a lead balloon. We, we Nothing's motivated. Oh, you got a hand. <laughs> is he um, holding a ram on his penis yeah anyway. old ram cock said it again <laughs> bruce that laugh was worth it thank you yeah that's and when he said ram cock i got an image of uh mickey mickey rourke jumping off the top ropes and uh and doing a ram jam in the wrestler <laughs> There's actually a, uh, a building company here in Melbourne. I don't know if they're international, but they're called Hooker and Cockram. <laughs> and I, I really want to just, you, your slogan should be, we, we create erections. What, what, what? So you guys have a hand raised. Monty, why don't you introduce the hand raised person? All right. How do you say that? You go, Robert, spin up the wheel of the only caller. <laughs> yeah, get the wheel of fortune out and just click it over that, to one. That looks like Layla Grant to me, Monty. All right. They, they, see, but you're, I, you're, I could be wrong. I only speak English. <laughs> and and uh, we now go to the secret life of Robert. Hi, Layla. How are you? Thank you Hi, for calling in. You me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> How are you? Greetings from Austria. Oh, welcome. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much to talk about, but I'm with two cats. So if I heard right, you have four. Uh, four adults and two kittens right now. And I've gotten rid of four kittens in the last three weeks. And these, these, these last two just hit the solid food about four days ago. So I'm looking for a home now. And I'll just be... <laughs> back down to my normal four cats 
No, we're four cats. <laughs> yeah. Still raising that army because cats yeah. rule the world. <laughs> I was really afraid to raise the hand, you know? So, oh, we understand. What, why, why were you afraid? Uh, yeah, there, you why? there you go. There you go. Are I, we I, threatening? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But Is it because of you're I, from Austria and one of your favorite <laughs> countrymen kind of did a couple of things in the late 30s? Hmm. I don't know Whoa. about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He, he's German. He's German. <laughs> but Vienna's in. No, where's Vienna? Austria. Yeah, oh, there you go. Um, I keep forgetting that. I'm not that, from so. Vienna. Okay. Well, I know the the um, the Renaissance was there or something and or something. Me, no history bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, who are the fa famous well, composers come from there? Yeah, it's like the art scene in Austria is enormous. Yeah, history. Well, yeah, were... I like it. I was not so much around the world like I wanna be, but I think it has a reason when you were born. In some country, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I'm doing my best, I guess. <laughs> well, it's kind of hard. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, it's kind of hard with lockdown. Yeah. You know. Oh my god. I want to travel. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> are the hills really alive with the sound of music? <laughs> <laughs> or is that the just... hard questions here? Is that just is that, mytho mythology that's degenerated? Hollywood propaganda. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood propaganda. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think trees and mountains are alive. Yeah. So. But it's the sound uh, of music. I I know that is some dumb thing to talk about or to ask, but uh, I never got when Trump was in action when he called us forest people. <laughs> Did you that know? That sounds like him. No. There was a lot of memes around, so from Austria, because he talks. We have so much tree power and stuff like that. <laughs> He's so, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Austria as well, and I'm, yeah. I'm just waiting for the woke people to actually say he has to change his name because it's offensive. Yeah, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Styria. Yeah, I'm from Styria too, but not from where he is. <laughs> oh yeah, uh -oh. and um, apparently his dad was affiliated with a certain political group or something. So, and he ended up being the governor of uh, Canada. I uh, know California, call me Cali California. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should get How a late. <laughs> you should get a a DNA test, Leila. He might be your dad. <laughs> Did you work as a maid at his mansion? <laughs> oh, no, Mati. So bad. Oh. That would be her mother, Mati. Stay with the line. Oh, uh, see, I, right. see I work, uh, I've only been still, awake for. You stopped on my money line, Mati. <laughs> I've only been awake for an hour. Come on. Do you, do hear, you work out? <laughs> yeah. I hear uh, Vienna is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. I have a friend. Um, who married a woman from Slovakia. They go back to visit her family, but he makes a point of getting over to Vienna for two weeks every time they go back. He's just addicted to visiting that city. And he's just a Canadian guy of, of English background, but he's been whispering it in my ear for like 12 years now. You got to go to Vienna, Bruce. You've been all over the world. You got, I can't believe you haven't been to Vienna. 
but I, I'm very curious to see it maybe one day, maybe I will. Um, but I don't leave this mountain much. Yeah. Well, it's going to be awful hard if you don't leave the mountain to go anywhere else. Well, I could, I could. Anything, <laughs> anything could be in my, Andrew, Andrew, don't limit me. Anything Hi, could be in my timeline now. I could meet a pilot, you know, Rada Grande <laughs> already had an airstrip up back there. So <laughs> anything could happen. Yeah, anything could happen. Yeah, except for you leaving the mountain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, br- yeah, yeah. Us hermits have to stick together, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Lockdown? What What lockdown? I've been living like this for seven years. <laughs> I don't and like course, to and it's I don't that like re- to go outside so much, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so peopley out there. Ew. Yeah, city and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many humans. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, Andrew, I'm just wondering from a galactic point of view, uh, is half the galaxy of like, do we really want these people to come out here? <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they want you to stop occupying the planet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're squatters. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I wouldn't be here for a while. No, you're, you're too many people stuck in their mom's basements. They want you to grow <laughs> up. Come on. <laughs> You, you, there's a paradise solar system just over there. Why go over there? <laughs> it's we've, we've built it for you. It's been it's sitting there for millions of years. Get out! Oh, geez, I don't know. Like uh, I feel like just staying here because you know it seems like effort. That's because the mind control is telling me to stay here. Damn well, it! Yeah. <laughs> Which I I do find yeah occasionally yeah uh, I I want to go home. You've been here for millions of years. This is kind of your home right now, but it's a college. We we have to, you know, um, you're doing a three-year um, uh, diploma and you've been here 17. Time to move on. Leila, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. <laughs> I'm really I'm really curious to know about living outside a major urban center like Vienna in Austria. Do you live? Do you live in what you would call a town or a village or a municipality or? What's, what's it like these days? Yeah, I'm like in the second biggest city from Austria, in Graz, but okay. it's not like Vienna. Um, I mean, Vienna is different. I think we have more mountains around, and it's a little smaller. And yeah, it's okay. It's not so big city, but it will grow. I'm not so familiar familiar with Vienna. I was just to partying around other parts of Austria. So I mostly staying in the city, but uh, mountains and woods, it's awesome. Austria mm-hmm. is very beautiful. Uh, I was about to say, why would you leave your town when you live in a postcard? You just, you know, I'm going outside. Oh, there's the mountains again. <laughs> oh, no, it's not like I see the mountains there, but oh, okay. it's near. It's near. No, it's not so like. Yeah. yeah. So what would the what would the population of your city be? Whew. I looked it up a few years ago, but I don't know about uh, about how much there are now. It's it's not a million uh, people city. <laughs> Yeah. It's not too big like Vienna, but we are the second biggest city in Austria. So well, that's, I, I, I couldn't, uh, almost a million. I don't know. That's a nice size. 
Melbourne used to be about three, and now it's five to six point six point five million, and yeah. the infrastructure can't hold on to it. Like driving anywhere, it's not American level traffic, but uh, where Australians like remember where you only took ten minutes to drive somewhere. Now it's twenty five, <laughs> and so yeah, there's that Australian reaction. We have a hint of apathy. Eh, what so, are you going to do? In the 21st century, I consider under a million people almost to be village living. Now, that, that's from somebody who's seen Taipei, Hong Kong, New Delhi. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Guatemala, Guatemala City. I've been in Guatemala City. It's the biggest city in Central America. There's about 5 million people. And uh, under a mil- those under a million, what I call village cities, are the most beautiful places you can live. And yes. I've been some places that are just about 100,000 people, but they have such a unique character. They're really small towns, but they're extraordinary. Like one is Waterloo, Ontario, um, which has the water, Waterloo University, which has one of the best computer science schools in North America. And this whole computer industry is built up there. There's a, an index they have at the United Nations now to define smartest cities in the world. And Waterloo was winning for like three or four years in a row. And I think Shenzhen in China was the other competitor or maybe another city in China. But my point is when you live in a smaller city like that, it's really a, yeah. a different vibe. It's yeah. Even and like Toronto yeah, now, Montreal, it's like 6 million people with the greater Toronto area. It's like, a, it's huge mega city. Everybody followed the New York borough model. Mm. And, and London, so the, yeah. yeah. And so the mega city is getting to be a real thing now. Right where after one generation, the suburbs get amalgamated, they take down the houses, start putting up condos, and the city just keeps spreading, right? Yeah, they don't, uh, here in Australia, we never, we ha- we, up until about 10 years ago, we never built up. We always would sprawl out, where the size of Sydney is the same area of uh, Los Angeles, but yeah. it's got a tenth of the people and it's kind of ridiculous. It just remind like in London after the great fire in 1666, they had an opportunity to uh, rebuild and um, uh, widen pathways and streets and everything else like that. But they said, no, nah, we'll just rebuild it exactly the same. And it's still the same today. And there's 20 million people in the greater London area. And you're driving down a laneway that has two lanes. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't, I, I, I would not want to own a car in Los Angeles, New York, or London, or go driving mm-hmm. in those cities. Because we, yeah, we, yeah. we come around pretty good with the bicycle, but yep. I'm, yeah. I'm really central, so yeah. So but but uh, but the city will spread out too because they're planning on some uh, underground train stuff, and we didn't have that here. As so not like, like it. yeah, know, yeah, it's not. It's not like Vienna. I, for me, Vienna would be too much to live. I think, yeah. The, the Japanese yeah. have a good a idea. The Japanese have a, a good idea because Tokyo doesn't have a central hub. I think it's got four central hubs in Melbourne. Because over time, it's like a uh, our train system's like a cartwheel. So everything just goes into the center, but they're finally changing it where they're like doing an outer ring. And because if you want to travel from, you know, here to there and it will be quicker to actually drive, but on a train, you have to go into the city, city center and then go back out again. 
not much forethought here in Australia. That's that's basically. So Layla, they were <laughs> able to convince you to raise your hand. So yes. now I want you, Bruce and Monty, to encourage the audience to raise their hand. As I said for the last several Fridays, I have been berating the audience to oh someone raise their hand. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? Fear of the collecting historian. Fear exactly. All right, Layla, thanks for calling in. Thank yes, you, Layla. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> All right, Robert, spin the wheel of collar. Er. <laughs> the collar. Uh, this this will be quick. <laughs> wow, there's Just a hand right spin it. <clears throat> oh, there's one. Oh, there, there yeah. we go. Tanya. Tanya. With what? an interesting last name for this this uh, uh, for the last 18 months. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Hi guys, how's Hi, it going? Good, Great. thank you. Where, Happy where you, Friday. Yes, where are you calling from? Well, Andrew, I really love that you're rocking out the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm calling from San Francisco. Wonderful, uh, thanks a lot. Have we made yeah. you laugh? Have we made you laugh today? Yeah, I've been cracking up today. I ha I have to say, yeah, a <laughs> lot of little, a lot of little funny things. Yeah, enjoying. You, you guys, seem, you're very lively. <laughs> very lively yeah. well, today. Yeah. Yeah, and because you live in San Francisco, you got to laugh because you know uh, homeless people just take a dump on the sidewalk, and then the government allows it. Uh, so, yeah, you yeah. know, sometimes across the street from my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like so that gentleman. I, in front I did of, um... have. <laughs> I did have a guy sitting on my on my stairs one day when I came home and uh, thought, gosh, you know, how do I, hmm, how do I get this guy off my stairs in a, in a, you know, subtle way that isn't saying get the fuck off my stairs, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> so in a light work oh, away. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, do you mind moving? Cause I have to wash, you know, wash down my stairs. I pulled the hose out of my garage. And so he looked at me and he pulled his pants down and he said, can you hose me down too? <laughs> while we're here went, oh oh man that, that wasn't exactly my intention but <laughs> i just said here you can do it yourself <laughs> and handed him the hose uh, it's the yeah. land of the free and yes, the home of the indeed. brave indeed yes indeed uh, so i was driving uh, across the bay bridge <clears throat> a couple days ago and noticed that san francisco the population is 808,364 or something like that. So we're just under that million mark. Yeah. yeah but that doesn't I mean, include, it doesn't no, include, it doesn't all include the, the Bay Area. All the, all the, the rest of the suburbs. Yeah, no, not, not at all. Because yeah, it's like 22 million people that live in the three cities. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. in so, San Francisco proper, we are a village. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all I just think is earthquake. So I'm not going there. <laughs> that, that's so, how I, I'll turn up and there'll be an earthquake. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, it feels like you know when you when you're in an earthquake, it sometimes can feel like a truck actually hit your house. Yep. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and then so, everything goes ding 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 ding. Yeah. Give us a so, hey, a, bird, a bird's eye of San Fran. Like, what what's it really like living there? We just hear it, you know, through the news. It's what, you, you know, know so um, my my perception is a city that's been completely distorted by misapplied liberal policy, radical liberal policy. Would you agree with that? I don't know. I, I think what I love about San Francisco, you know, it it has a number of vortices. And Andrew, I think you've lived here before yeah, too, right? Yeah. San, so San Jose it, at first, and then San Francisco. Yeah. It's a giant portal, 
And it has a number of vortices and the way that the tide comes in and goes out um, creates these pockets of really intense energy. And, and so people come here from all over the world. And I, I think that, that, you know, the energy moves in and moves out. So if they need to work on shadow, they're going to find it. Right. If they need to connect to the light, they're going to find it. It's a place. It's like a, a really interesting, creative melting pot where people can kind of be themselves. And I like that. After the, the earthquake, the 1900s or San Francisco earthquake, and they didn't know what to do with all the dead bodies, usually just buried over everything. You don't realize the amount of dark work, dark magic rituals that were done with all those dead bodies because all the dark wizards and secret societies, oh, the shit, dead bodies that weren't war, great. Let's do something. <laughs> all those Masonic societies, oh my God. So it's, yeah, it's, it's intense. Giant, yeah, it's a fucking portal. And then, said, there are, then there are places like where you're down by the Bay Bridge and the fog moves in. You're like, oh shit, the portal's taking me over. Run, run, <laughs> run away. <laughs> Is that what like is Silicon Valley connected to that darkness because that's of San, uh, that's, San, that's San Jose, yeah. which is about sixty miles, sixty forty five, sixty okay. miles south, okay. dead center, the dead center of, of of there, and San Jose is very different because it's a desert that they built right. a city in. It's really a, it's a middle middle it's like a middle plains desert there that they just built a city in. Yeah. All right, you know, yeah, yeah, which is fascinating that just I mean, like that LA place too. is yeah. yeah, it's weird that the big tech decided to all would just grow naturally or is there a reason that you know you know google twitter and youtube or or, all those there's a reason why the the there are air force bases there that have the original network servers that got Ah, sold to them and the original server farms were there and they just built buildings around them yeah field yeah 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 yeah, my uh, my dad flew out of Moffat Field in the '60s, and that's where he actually yeah. met my mom. So kind yeah, of that's funny. where the, the first server farms were, and they they just companies just built up around the original server farms. Well, that wow. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully, they used to be all uh, orchards. <laughs> yeah, horses and orchards. Exactly, yeah. just horses and orchards. Yeah. Well, yeah. like Orange County in LA. Guess what they had? Horses and orchards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oranges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oranges. yeah yeah i think yeah. an englishman probably named that what are we going to call it well there's a lot of oranges yeah. uh orange county <laughs> yeah well oranges and lemons all the citrus fruits were there yeah 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 and actually citrus fruit grows really well you know san francisco is like a tropical yeah. environment because it's surrounded by water so i've got lemons i've got oranges really nice yeah, yeah. lots of fruit then the other thing is like when you go north to santa rosa it's 100% completely environment. It's more desert. It's more deserty than San Jose. And then you begin to realize that's just as haunted. Like Santa yeah. Rosa, it's just as haunted. The amount of people that died on the road from from San Francisco to Portland that didn't take the boat. Mm. Man, that's a haunted ass road. Haunted <laughs> yeah. road. Yeah. The wow. King's Road, El Camino Royale, right? And there's a yeah, mission every Royale. 16 yeah. miles. Because that was the day travel. Yep. So yeah, and a lot of a lot of dark energetic bindings around those guys. That's right. <laughs> so there's a Masonic temple every 16, 16 miles. Yeah. Okay. Bound, bound in by that prayer. Exactly. Prayer. Bounded in by that yeah. prayer. Exactly. Yeah. And you can yeah. actually see them. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I wonder, I wonder what the, the First Nations of that area look at it now and go, oh, man, they've ruined everything. They ruined everything a long time ago. Like, uh, we don't want the land. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, you we want some that. other land. We, we, yeah. we, no, you can keep that. We're, we're not taking that as a, as, a, <laughs> as reparations. No way. <laughs> how do you... Um, shit. How, how do you uh, rebase, reprime, regroup, or, or clean an area that haunted? Let me ask uh, both of you. Well, uh, I'll, I'll say, so I do a lot of grid work and I do energy healing work and you can't eat that buffet in one bite. <laughs> you got to do it one bite at a time. I have done a variety of shows where people have asked me, how do you clean up the war zones? How do you clean up the cities? And you need teams of hundreds to go on the surface and go meter by meter. And those hundreds need hundreds of support behind them to stop the attacks that are gonna come when you stir up the shit storm that doesn't want to leave, that's deeply embedded in there. So it's teams that have backup teams and the backup teams have backup teams. And you go meter by meter by meter, okay? That's how you do it. Wow. And it's all energetic <laughs> cleansing. One guy's got their sage stick, one guy's got their wand. Everyone's gonna have whatever techniques they're gonna do. But and then you will have full on manifestations of ghosts who come out of the ground going, You ain't kicking me out of here. Fuck no. <laughs> and they're gonna, it's gonna be on full on, you know, full on boxing matches with ghosts. They're not gonna go. Yeah. 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 Sounds like sounds like World War a lot. One. Yeah. A little bit at a time, you know. Yeah. Start starting with each individual, right? Well, not to mention yeah. the amount of people that you're going to need, you're gonna need thirty, forty thousand people to example, like clean up a, a like the Bay Area. The bear. Yeah. Wow. And it would take probably six to 10 months to do with 30, 40,000 people. And that doesn't even care. It's permanently clean. There's a lot of ghosts who figure out how to get back. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. You kick them out. They're like, I'm back. Then there's the whole time travel shit where ghosts are touch, touch, stuck in time travel loops through technology and all the other stuff, the multidimensional portal systems that are there that the ghosts use as their subway, okay? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they get city to city through the portals and they, the ghosts have figured out how to go from San Jose to San Francisco. <laughs> so there's a lot of shit to clean up. It's a, it's a whole multidimensional toxic mess. But the majority <clears throat> of cities are like that. Like, for example... In my, my personal view, probably the hardest city in the world to clean up will be Beijing. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Close, close second is Paris and then the Vatican. Vatican has a lot of people die there, but nowhere so, compared to Paris or, or, or Beijing. Getting, getting, getting back to the Forbidden City, do you think ghosts are attached, are attached to their testicles as living men are? Probably. <laughs> Okay, it's gonna be hard to get yeah. them out of there. It's gonna be hard to get, them out, hard to get them out of there. Exactly. <laughs> so, I was gonna say, do you think technology will ever merge with these uh, spiritual efforts to clean places? You know, Abs going back to our, our comic book motif, motif yeah. of yes, like Professor X's yeah. cerebrum or whatever yes, it's called. Yes, there. they'll yeah. create technology that helps you understand the level of attachment the ghost has what densities and dimensions you got to work in and then how deep the the for, the forest of just slime is there 
the slime is really the harder to clean up than the hardcore entities because the slime could be seven or eight dimensions thick. So, mm. so basically, what concrete, yeah. So what you're saying is that Ghostbusters will slowly turn into a documentary. No, the slime is like hardened concrete that's crust that the ghosts can draw energy from. And once you clean up the slime that's crossing dimensions, the ghosts don't have any energy to draw. They have to draw it directly from you. That sounds like Ghostbusters 2. Sorry, I like the <laughs> So, But yeah, it's fascinating uh, how... Uh, I guess the the cabal has to be defeated to do that because we if we did it now there'll be you know the the I can see them defending the position and um, yeah and they also, wouldn't defend they wouldn't defend the position they'd be like go ahead try <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> go ahead really I'm not going to interfere those guys are well defended <laughs> they're entrenched go ahead yeah. and try good luck with that good luck good luck Mind with you, that also, one. exactly who, who has you know forty thousand. Who you has forty thousand friends? Right. You know how we're run by run by owned by psychopaths, run by idiots. Please yeah. take the title of being idiots. <laughs> now it's your turn. <laughs> exactly. Now it's your turn. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The like a lot of cities. <laughs> the you know uh, you talk to people like oh there is no grid work. And it's like just look at the map. Like because it's just basic thing where instead of working with the land it's like they 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 cl- uh, raise the land stupid english language raise by destroying everything but you look at melbourne and you can see what part of the city or town was um created because it's just a massive grid line it's it's a pure grid so you can go that way that way that way and that way instead of just like you know uh rome or london you know the really old um uh, cities that didn't have much tan planning or they uh adapted and worked with the nature that it was around with them well they were like litter like london's yes. a lot of little villages yep yeah. yeah 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 yes the amount of homes in between the village just got more and more and more until they're one big city like in melbourne yeah. uh it melbourne i think was 1835 it was founded and so it's pretty young compared to other cities and um we have avenues which are at least ah uh, 30 or 40 feet wide where you've got massive you know houses uh, uh no nature strip but then there's three or four lanes for cars going one way then five meters of uh grassland uh tram tracks and then all of that is reversed on the other side as well so it's huge and then you go to london you've got this you know little laneway that is a, a, thor- a, thor- a, thor- a, thor- a thor- road you know something else that is with the ghosts that are in the bay area so long before the um the earthquake that was there you had plagues you had die-offs you had all sorts of things but you had the Spanish conquistadors really come in and set the city up long before the Americans took over. So there's a whole different form of dark wizardry that was done early on there. And then different secret societies kicked over, took out, took out the old secret societies. So there's just layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. Layer upon layer. Right. I, I mean, I, looking some at some of like the magic, the, the dark magic that like, Crowley and his gang yeah. oh, did yeah, around yeah. here. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a reason they. There was a reason they were there. They're like, hey, yeah. 
We got all this shit to tap into. We can build on it. (laughs) We can build it. Right. And then there's (laughs) the bay, which has its own dark energy. It's had its own monsters that were in there. And and it was well known about before, you know, the Westerners took over that area. Okay. Like, Like the Kraken type energy or the giant squids that would, you know, tear people off the beach. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, if you've ever read any of Jack London's early work around sailing the bay, you know, he talks about it being the hardest place to sail in the world yep, because right. of all the vortices and the energy spiraling and patterns. Yeah. Fascinating. Wow. wow. I, I, I've got a feeling none of us are going to get a job at the tourist board for San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Come to San Francisco. San Francisco, oh, open your golden gate. <laughs> uh, beware the death vortices. Come and beware see the death the... vortices. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting sure. though that the flip side of it is because um, I uh, I love my music. The the music scene in San Francisco, like the amount of uh, bands that come out of there, and they're all quirky and weird in a certain way. For me, you've got Primus, Mr. Bungle, uh, Metallica, Faith No More. That there isn't sort of like. I mean, there's small little pockets of uh, waves, but when you look at just music as a whole, there's just so many other, I'm, I'm probably missing a, a shitload of bands that come from there, but yeah. there's that freedom of um, artistic expression as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, thought, I thought Metallica was Seattle. Am, am I wrong about that? Oh, completely. They started in Los Angeles and they moved up to, they found a bass player who lived in San Fran and the only reason that he would actually uh, join the band is like, yeah, you move out of LA. <laughs> and so they all moved up to San Francisco um, okay. at the start of 1983. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, you've got technology. So a brilliant wave of creativity spread out of that area. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got the Presidio and all the hijinks that went on there. Um, but you can camp. A- you can camp in the Presidio. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah, yeah, you're allowed to, but don't. (laughs) Don't do it. Run away. Run away. Well, just talking about Metallica, interesting enough, they uh, when they were doing their Sin Anger album, which uh, they were filming it for a documentary, which turned into some kind of monster. They actually rented out some of the um, buildings at the Presidio. Um, and that's when the band nearly fell apart. I wonder if it's linked. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, let me tell you, the first time I went to the Presidio, I got the willies up and down my spine so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And I keep turning and I'm like, I still can't. It wouldn't let me out. It wouldn't fucking let me. This is before GPS or anything. And you actually had to look at a fucking map. And all there were were homeless fucking people to ask for directions. I'm like, each one's a demon. No way. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so hey, Monty, I have, uh, I have a new job for you. <laughs> Ooh. So okay. I, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Call Monty Dean. Look on the bright side of life. Like, how can you find humor in your situation? <laughs> let me coach you into positivity. exactly a humor coach going into positivity how can, yeah. how can i laugh at yeah. this monty how can i laugh at <laughs> so you you found out you had cancer uh you drank too heavily and you cl- climbed up your four flight of stairs to your apartment 
sneezed and fell down and now you've broken every bone in your body. Good luck with I, that. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you a real world example, Marcy. So my, my nephew Tattoo A got, got bit by a two meter crucial fellow two days ago. Bit right through his rubber boot. Make us laugh. Well, at least it wasn't a hippopotamus. <laughs> Man, that's a remarkable comeback. I can't believe you pulled that off. Exactly. At least well, it would have been dead if it was a hippopotamus. See, if anyone can do it. Monty. You just need a little more pressure on you, Monty. If anyone can do it, best. you can, Monty. I know you can. Well, ironically, uh, Bruce, uh, if there's no pressure and I just let go, then it flows. <laughs> so like, if there's pressure, I freak out. I don't know. <laughs> now is that referring to the whole man or just his oh junk my god. Oh yep, my just god. his junk oh yeah yes yeah, great junk. i i hello i'm monty i'm brian's penis <laughs> <laughs> so monty you could put a disclaimer if you're a, if you are not a funny person you're about to die you've had covid <laughs> i'm not the comedy coach for you <laughs> yeah yeah there'll be a warning yeah yeah <laughs> cancer i'm a pisces I, it doesn't really work when i go into hospitals yeah. but <laughs> doesn't really for, exactly. for entertainment purposes only yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. coaching coaching for entertainment purposes only <laughs> yeah oh i'm not a doctor <laughs> i've met one no you're a doctor of comedy that's uh-huh. right I should buy a white coat. Then you'll listen to me. <laughs> Look on the brighter side of life. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, Monty, if you were if you were a Muppets character, what would you be? <laughs> um, if you're muted, we can't hear you. I'm I'm not muted here. Oh, you just went suddenly silent. Uh, see, I'm, I'm telling the truth, yo. I'm being censored. <laughs> uh, but uh, well, I said was is if I was uh, the love child of Slater and Waldorf and Animal. <laughs> so yeah, slan, a, a, slan, slanable. Yeah, slan, yeah, a cranky <laughs> old dude that's slightly insane sitting in um, a balcony playing drums. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? I'm a Fraggle. I'm from Fraggle Rock. <laughs> oh, no. You kind of look like Ralph. No, I'm a Fraggle Rock. I'm a, I'm a flat Fraggle Rockian. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I I do like I'm uh I do like the Muppets. I mean it's uh early 80s, but the humor is awesome. And some of the stupid stuff. One of my favorite characters of the Muppets is a, a new character that uh, was developed, I think, in the 90s in the movies. And is it Pepe, the King Prawn? Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, yeah, yeah. okay? Yeah. Hey, come in, okay? <laughs> I think he's yeah, Mexican or something. <laughs> he's brilliant in it. And I, I, the cool thing Thank about you. watching... Thank you, Sean. I like fried Muppets too. They're great. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like children, but I can't hear eat a whole one. Yeah. Um, what I do like about the Muppets is when uh, they do the outtakes or you see the behind the scenes, the, the puppeteers commit to the character. And so instead of you know, the puppeteer talking, 
it's actually the character talking as well where yeah it's like well yeah we fucked that up didn't we yeah we did <laughs> like they, they they committed to it which makes sense so you, you don't break the thing but some of the stuff uh there's a lot of not adult humor but there's humor that's created by an adult that's a better way of saying what i'm trying to yeah yep well, Tanya, thanks a lot for calling in. You've been a, a real boost in the arm for all of us. Great. Well, thanks. Love you guys. Thanks for Thank all you. your great work. Can't wait to see what's uh, what's next. I know you're releasing something in June. So yes, I have a book, love, love. Be, a book that will be coming out in the second week of June and where it will affect all the muggles of the world. Mm -hmm. And great. we'll be talking, not talking about the book, on this show, we'll be talking about the reaction to the book on this show because me and Bruce sitting there going, this is going to be good. Because, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. you know, Great. it's just, well, yeah, it, it's basically Andrew condensed down and uh, after reading the draft that I saw, and I went back and saw a couple of videos and it's like, oh, it makes more sense now. So it's like a, a touchstone, if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. However, the reaction of certain people, because it's, you know, that the classic, classic thing at the moment where people have their belief engines and they refuse any little bit of um, information. Well, Andrew's coming in with a ball being hammered and going smack. <laughs> so this will, this will be the only book ever published that will have uh, FDA permit with them. Left with a warning on the cover. Mild laxative side effect. Mild laxative side effect. May, may induce tearing. FDA may induce tearing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well great thanks guys enjoy thank your you. friday have a great right. day thank thanks you thank you see ya all right guys we're gonna call it an end to the show because i's tired i's tired. tired i've been <laughs> i've been doing sessions all day long talk 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 followed by the comedy show so monty why don't you give everyone a way for people to get a hold of you and all the great content you put out I the main thing is uh, Wafer Thin Entertainment. I'm on Odyssey, Rumble, uh, Anchor FM, which is uh, connected to Spotify and uh, podcasts, uh, Apple, and everything else like that, as well as uh, the YouTube channel of Wafer Thin. On uh, Instagram, it's uh, Monty.Dean for all the memes. If you want to walk into the, 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 the war zone that is Twitter, it can be done. You just basically um, take the piss out of everyone. It's at Real Monty Dean. And also on Facebook, uh, it can be heard on Revolution Radio at 2 a.m. Wednesdays, New York time for Planet Collingwood. And in about six days, I'll be able to go to the supermarket here in Melbourne. And Bruce, you want to give away for people to get a hold of your books? Yeah, look up Bruce McDonald on Amazon.com and they see D-O-N-A-L-D. If you see an earthbag house on the author's... Nice. All right, guys. Yeah, I know. You, very... you, yeah. you cut out... Yeah, your joke was mimed. So, you, yeah, we didn't hear uh, it. Uh, you so, all yeah, go... Amazon. Yeah, Amazon, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Amazon.com, M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. Everything you'd possibly want to read. Some good fiction, some nonfiction, true crime, and a growing library of mysticism. And you all know who I am. You can go to my website, andrewbartzis.com. We will be back this coming Tuesday with another show with Martino Grubmuller. All right, Robert, take us away. Each different bubble of reality is true. 
A galactic historian is a person that looks at all the lines of dramatic karma. Nudge, nudge. It's the holy grail. Improvise. Mysterious. It's counter psychic intelligence. Why is DNA farming of this dark luster so important? Because we do manifest our reality. We do create our reality. Hello. Let's create. Let's co-create. And let's change this world with love. No matter if you're from Alpha Centauri or Earth, we all began with the same birthing process. We live in a limited point of view. Living the mystical life daily is about striving for the unlimited point of view. Each day, each human being gets an infinite amount of choices. Living the mystical life daily is about facing obstacles and challenges. The level of awareness that you are working at means you have a responsibility to be equal with it. How does one truly let go of expectation? You can make the moment that you wake up to the moment you go to sleep sacred. Keys to success, choice, 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 and choice.